The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We are recapping last night's thrill ride and looking ahead to eight NFC home games, not including the Monday night game. We did that one on yesterday's show. Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. And yeah, that sounds damn good. There might be some pizza in my future. Uh, We are going to tell you why it should be a good week for Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going to make a case for Tyrell Williams, you know, kind of a... A lukewarm case for Williams at Minnesota. Are we uh, starting all of our bucks? We have a FanDuel contest for everybody to join now. That's awesome. And we have some players to stash this week. And speaking of stashes, guys, Gardner Minshew. What a segue. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. Uh, he's, I mean, he's fun. He's fun. I, yeah. I, would, uh, I would almost say that the Jaguars should not play Nick Foles. He's better. He's definitely better than Marcus Mariota. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's better than Marcus Mariota. He might be. He might be. Is there a current Dolphins quarterback better than Marcus Mariota? Might be. Are there two Dolphins quarterbacks better than Marcus no. Mariota? Now, to be Not fair, yet. to we'll be fair to Mariota, I... yeah. Sorry, yeah. There, there were be. some. Some opportunities there that his receivers did not help him with, but that was uh, it was an ugly game. Jacksonville twenty, Tennessee seven, and um, some some fun stats today. Some big news updates. We could be starting Jordan Wilkins this week. Maybe Naeem Hines, but I'll ask you guys. Jordan Wilkins over Naeem Hines? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Marlon Mack is questionable. Uh, I asked for some Gardner Minshew team names from our listeners, so so here we go. Well, I came up with Gardner Minstash. TM. Uh, it's pretty good. Gardner Minstash. Okay, other ones. Fu Minshew. Minshew Pork. Mm-hmm. Gardner Muststash. Big League Shoe. The Constant Gardner Minshew, Olive Gardner, Disco Shoe, Shoots and Ladders, Taming of the Minshew, Shubaka, Minshewster McGavin, or Minshewter McGavin, there we go, Minshew Piku, Two and a Half Minshew. Shouldn't it be Minshewbaka? Minshewbaka, is it Pichu, Manchu Pichu or Piku? Pichu, I think. Old Lady Who Lived in a Shoe, Nice to Minshew, An Officer in a Gentleman Shoe, Kukuka Shoe, and Gardner Go By. That's great. <laughs> There's the winner. Yeah, Gardner Govias is terrific. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about this you've got a new game. team name, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. please. You got all of them. Um, Jacksonville 20, Tennessee 17. Go! DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, he uh, he's their best receiver now. D.D. Westbrook, like you said, he dropped the easy touchdown. And, you know, it was nice to see the targets there for him again, but... It's pretty clear that Minshew is not going to settle for check down passes like Nick Foles would have or Blake Bortles did. He's going to take some shots, and he's pretty good at throwing the ball. So, you know, I think if you're in this quarterback quandary as we're entering the bye weeks, you're going to look at him next week. It's a tough matchup going into Denver, so we'll see how he performs there. But at this point, it's now two or three games where he's appeared in that he's got at least 20 or more fantasy points, and he was pretty good in that game against Houston as well, fantasy-wise. Uh, wasn't awful, at least. So I, I think he's got the opportunity here to be a potential streamer for you, for sure. Yeah, he had 17 fantasy points at Houston. We did some some uh, running in that game. Six for 56. He can move a little bit at Denver next week. So Chark, 60% owned. I mean, Westbrook, you could still be encouraged because he had nine targets. He had three drops. He dropped a touchdown. So that was yeah. good stuff. And um, But he's, he's, stuff. he's clearly behind Chark at this point. Well, Fantasy. I agree, but I think some naysayers could say, well, he had four more targets, and if he caught the touchdown, maybe we wouldn't be saying yeah, that. Yeah, right. And and I think people are going to see that stat line without watching the game, and they'll say, oh, I can drop this guy now. Oh, he will be dropped. 
You don't have to. No, I'm not saying you should, but he will be. I mean, because he. You, you could. This, this I don't is, know if you should. This is now. That makes This is now yeah. saved by a touchdown week one and two poor performances right. fantasy wise weeks right. two and three. Still very involved in the offense. Still will have a role. Still will have some good weeks. So, yeah, not going to give up unless there's somebody better off the waiver wire and then you make the move. Which running back would you rather have rest of season, Leonard Fournette or Derrick Henry? Both of, both of whom were saved by a six, a six point play, <laughs> a touchdown for mm-hmm. Henry and a sixty nine yard run for Fournette. So you'd rather but have there's Fournette? a there's a there's a different stat that separates these two. It's the catches. I mean, you know, Fournette had six for twenty six. The only thing that Fournette has not done so far this season is score touchdowns. You know, so he hasn't been off to a great start. It was like you said, it was he was saved by a sixty nine yard touchdown. Uh, a 69-yard run, run excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But they're clearly giving him every opportunity to touch the ball. And so I think that's the thing you take away from this, that there will be some big games coming. There will be some touchdowns coming. And I, I'm perfectly fine with Fournette. And if anybody's selling, I'm buying. I'll take Henry because they've been giving him the same amount of opportunities, just not through the air. And he's been doing better with them than Fournette has. And it's not to say that Fournette's been bad. You're asking, me, you're asking me which one I'd rather have the rest of the season. I'll take Henry. His offensive line is already okay. It's going to get better when Taylor Lewan gets back. They're going to have to do something at quarterback because they can't just keep going with Mariota playing like this. Maybe Ryan Tannehill ends up being good for their offense and he can help Derrick Henry stop seeing so many stacked boxes. And even with the way that Mariota's been playing, Henry's been putting up fantasy numbers. I don't like the way that Jacksonville's offensive line has been playing, or at least run blocking. I think it's hurting Fournette a lot. Fournette seems a little tentative. And he's going to have better games. So I agree with the buy low sentiment. But I think Derrick Henry from this point forward will be better. I was actually yeah, very I would still upset. Say Henry's sell high candidate. Uh, okay. I was very upset that he had that 69 yard run because I would have said he's a great buy low candidate because I just didn't really care about the stats. The fact that he's getting so many touches and ha- he's on pace for 75 catches right now and he's the only guy they use. I mean, that's just a great situation <clears throat> for Fournette. And then I think. Yeah, I also think. I'm, I'm sorry. I also think their offensive line is going to get better, too. Last night was Cam Robinson's first game. Uh, I don't know if he played the full game going through it because they said at the beginning right. of the broadcast that he was going to uh, potentially rotate out after the second series. So once he starts to get his feet wet, you're still getting, you know, Jawan Taylor as a rookie working in. So I, I think there's a lot to like about Fournette's setup moving forward. So, yeah, the last thing. So Derek Henry, I was pretty... I get. I mean, like I'm a naysayer on Henry, but if I did own Henry, I'd be encouraged. This was the game script that I feared so much, and they really didn't get away yep. from him. They're just not using Deion Lewis. Like I think they know, even when they're trailing, they're getting back in the game by running the football. They just like they have a, te- a bad quarterback. I'm sorry to say it. So I thought that was interesting. That like, this was f- down 14 nothing at halftime, down 17 nothing going into the third quarter, and he basically was still getting mu- much of the work until the final drive of the game. So thought that was kind of interesting. I don't think Henry's a bad fantasy option. I just, I would prefer Fournette. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, you know, the, this is the scenario you have to deal with. That if he doesn't score, it's ugly. And there are going to be a few games like that. And we've seen that from Fournette already. To be, just to be clear. We have. Uh, They're like, both good. Like, the, I'm not, I, I really don't want to come out of this feeling like the guy who says that Leonard Fournette's bad. You know, no, no, He's obviously going to have good games. But I just think Henry's going to be better. Uh, Deion Lewis, I did think Gardner, out. and I think Gardner Minshew and the way that he's been playing, I think that could potentially hurt Fournette too. I think in this game he had 15 carries. I mean, de- Tennessee was daring him to throw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deion so Lewis that did he that he... out snap uh, Leonard Fournette. Sorry for all the interruptions here, but he just didn't really get. Uh, De- Deion Lewis out snapped Derrick Henry. Sorry, but he didn't really get a lot of work. All right. Um, any other thoughts here? Are we good? Moving on. This game hurt my eyes. Yeah, yeah. How about this? Uh, Kyler Murray has thrown more pass attempts in two games than Marcus Mariota has in three games. And you missed the no, good not game. Surprising. The good game last night was Houston Tulane. 53-yard touchdown pass in the final seconds after a fake kneel down. They looked like they were going to kneel to run out the clock, and they faked it. They ran a trick play. You can check out the uh, highlights, I'm guessing, on CBS. I'm sure we have a, a write-up on it on CBSSports.com. Why not? All right, we have a FanDuel League, ladies and gentlemen. A new contest each week just for our listeners. Only 595 entries. There are already like 20. I tweeted out a link this morning, so by, by the time you hear this, there'll be a lot more people in there. So do not wait. If you want to join our FanDuel League, compete against us. And Dave and Jamie, you got to go join it right now. FanDuel.com. 
slash league slash FFT. That's how to get in our league. It's $5 entry. First place gets 250 bucks. Only 565, 595 entries per week, but we'll do it every week. So go to FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Now, if you're not lucky enough to join that contest, don't worry. Plenty of opportunity to win some money on FanDuel. And I, so the URL for the league is FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. If you're just signing up for FanDuel, just take the word league out of there and go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Deposit 20 bucks and get 20 bucks in site credit. $5 per week for four weeks. It's a great offer. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Play for however much money you'd like. Play for a dollar, play for a lot more, play in a 50-50, which is kind of, you know, an easier game to win or play in a tournament for high stakes. I'm going in a tournament this week with Matthew Stafford. Got a great stat about what the Eagles are allowing to quarterbacks going back to last year. So just find the matchup you like, stack a team that could be a sneaky play and win some money. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, make a $20 deposit, get $5 in site credit for four straight weeks. That's a $20 deposit and $20 in credit. FanDuel.com slash FFT or the FanDuel app. Here are some stats for the NFC home games, and here's that stat that uh, favors Matthew Stafford. You go back to last year, now nine of the last 11 quarterbacks to face the Eagles have thrown for 297 or more yards. Nine of the last 11. The only two that did not were Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson. So, wow. And Dave, I know you're, well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday in our 60 seconds ranking debates, but you are higher on Stafford than, than the rest of the crew. It's true. Uh, I just got done watching their, their offense on all 22 on NFL game pass and Stafford just, he's taking all kinds of shots downfield. Some of them are hitting, some of them are missing, some of them are getting picked off, but I think that's where they're going to move forward. I think Stafford's going to be the identity of this offense more than we gave him credit for during the preseason. And uh, that should be a good thing. I think he has great numbers. And I think he's a good fan to play, too. He's in my lineup. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jamie. This is an amazing stat. He's going up against the 49ers. Uh, 21 out of 24 wide receivers who had six or more targets against the Niners last year had 70 yards or a touchdown. That's an unbelievable rate. And so far this year, three out of three wide receivers who had six or more targets against the Niners had 70 yards or a touchdown. So it, maybe it's carrying over, but with Mason Rudolph, do you like Juju this week? Yeah, you're still starting him. I mean, it's a downgrade to what his overall fantasy value is, but you know, I don't see anybody benching Juju Smith-Schuster, or at least they shouldn't. You know, I got some questions last night about uh, Chris Godwin versus Juju. I like Godwin better. Uh, Calvin Ridley versus Juju. In non-PPR, I would take Ridley. Um, you know, there are some scenarios, I guess, that you have some better receivers on your team, but... For the most part, in a vacuum, you're starting Juju, and, and hopefully he has the the breakout game we've been waiting for. You know, it's been a little bit of a struggle through the first two games against New England and then losing Big Ben last week against Seattle. So uh, there's a lot to like about him moving forward. He's a great buy-low candidate if you still get him for the people who are maybe paranoid that they don't get the Juju that you drafted because of Big Ben not being there. Uh, try and pray on that if you can and, and see if you can get him cheap. Tyrell Williams. Anybody interested in Tyrell Williams? The Vikings have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to four wide receivers in two games. That's Julio, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams, and Geronimo Allison. Not this week. Not this week. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, this is a, a, a injured Tyrell Williams going against a, a, a little bit of a, I don't know, shell-shocked Vikings team, but, you know, a Vikings defense that, you know, kind of got pushed around a little bit last week, you know, comparatively to where they you know, should have been uh, against the Packers offense. That was a little, you know, underwhelming in week one. So I think this is a game where they can sort of impose their will on the, on the Raiders. You know, you have Josh Jacobs and, and Tyrell Williams, the two best offensive players for them coming in at less than hundred percent. Brent Brown's hurt too on their offensive line. That's not going to help. They are getting Richie Incognito back though. So that will help. Uh, Peyton Barber, last stat here, and then we'll get into the games obviously in a bit. The Giants, they've allowed three rushing touchdowns in two games. They allowed the fifth most rushing touchdowns to running backs last year. They're just a bad defense. Bad defenses give up yards. Those end up being little touchdown runs. And yeah, I think yeah, Peyton's a good flex, Adam. I don't know if I'm ready to trust him all the way as a number two running back. I think I'd have to be hurting at running back to do something like that. The matchup's good. I hope the Bucks continue to give him the ball. I just hope that they give one of these guys right. the Brock consistently. So that way we know. 
mm-hmm. and they don't do this whole hot hand thing or, you know, watch this week be Dario Gumbawale week. And, and that's going to make it more frustrating for fantasy managers. So a little cautious on Barber, but yeah, the matchup is great. Okay. So bar- real quick, Barber or Gore, who's a better plotter <laughs> this week? <laughs> I'd go Gore if, if Singletary is indeed out. Okay. Uh, so, speaking of which, news and notes. Marlon Mack missed practice with a calf injury. Three games without Mack last year. Now, they were early in the year. They were weeks one, two, and five, I believe. Maybe one, two, and four. Uh, Jordan Wilkins got much of the work. He had 14 carries, 10 carries, and 8 carries. Hines had 5 carries, 4 carries, and 4 carries. So, you know, Wilkins, he was not so good. <laughs> except uh, 10 for 61 at Washington. But, yeah, what do you think about the... Colts running backs against the Falcons this week if Mac does not play. I think that Wilkins would be a flex. I I could see him getting, you know, not the same workload that Mac has been getting, but he leads the NFL in carries for a reason. You know, this is what their offensive identity is going to be is to, you know, lean on their running backs, lean on their offensive line. You know, I I mean, I've been saying that since they lost Andrew Luck, that that's the strength of this team. So, you know, I, I could see Wilkins... 15 carries, you know, they're going to try and slow the game down. That's the way they're going to play this year is, is you saw it in the, in the game against the chargers in week one, they were trailing, they were chasing points and it was still run from behind with Mac getting 25 carries. He's not going to be as explosive as Mac, although he had the big run last week. They like Jordan Wilkins, you know, so I, I think there'll be a situation where you can, you can trust him if he's the starter. So would you rather have Frank or Jordan Wilkins if Mac is out and single is out? I think Gore just simply because of the matchup. Okay. But I could see them having very similar stat line. James Conner practiced in full. Josh Jacobs was limited in practice, and he's lost 10 pounds due to illness. Where do you guys have Josh, Jacob, Josh Jacobs ranked? I've got him 24th in non-PPR. Yeah, not, not far from there, like 22, 23. Yep. Yeah, and he's only got one catch in two games. Um, LaShawn McCoy seems more likely to play than Damian Williams. Is that fair to say at this point? Sure, well, he's practiced. He had a practice on Thursday. The hunch is that he'll practice on Friday. We'll see what Damian Williams does on Friday. We previewed this game yesterday, so since we won't get to it today, give me your thoughts right now on the Chiefs running backs. If McCoy plays and Damian Williams doesn't, he's a starter. If both are out, Darwin Thompson's a potential flex. Darrell Williams a long shot in deeper leagues. And if... McCoy plays, then Thompson is someone you can use as a potential flex in PPR. Let's say McCoy plays and Damian Williams does not. Would you start McCoy or Josh Jacobs? McCoy. McCoy. And the and ahead of Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Yes, and ahead of Gore. Okay. Devin Singletary mispracticed. Sterling Shepard will almost certainly play. And, this I, and, week. and I'd start McCoy over Mixon. Oh, all right. Uh, Josh Rosen starting for Miami. Any impact here? Uh, if you're in a 32-team league, then play <laughs> Taysom Hill over him. <laughs> According to Mike Garofalo of NFL Network, it would be, quote, a really good outcome if Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are back by week five. Nelson Aguilar is the free space on FanDuel. He has $4,800. Unbelievable. Yeah, DraftKings, he's $3,600. Yep. Yeah, get him. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton mispracticed with sore ribs. Cleveland cornerbacks Denza Ward and Greedy Williams both have hamstring issues, so that could benefit Jared Goff. Jimmy Graham missed practice. He might not play against Denver. Cam Newton obviously seems unlikely to play, as we know. And David Njoku has a broken wrist. I don't know. I don't think I'm forgetting any injuries, but I will go through the injury report and see if uh, see if I'm missing anything. Let's uh, let's you gotta keep an eye. On, you got you to you keep an eye on Antonio Brown again. Yeah. Yeah, right. But as of now, you're ranking him and expecting him to play, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this is just becoming a nightmare. You're, I'm glad you brought it up. Right now, if you have Antonio Brown, you were trying to trade him. What would you be looking for? Ooh, uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, because you don't have him on any of your teams. <laughs> no, it's I, like I, I, I'm just trying to think like on the other side of it. Like somebody comes off for me, Antonio Brown. I, I don't want him. So, like, I think the thing you'd expect in return is is hopefully a borderline starter. Because I don't know how anybody can conceivably trade for him when there's a chance he may not be playing anytime soon. It's what's keeping his value way down. 
he would be, if there wasn't any cloud hanging over his head, he'd be a top five fantasy receiver. No. Yeah, he would. No. Yes, he well, would. I, well I know you guys no, disagree there. Huge mistake. I know. If, <laughs> if, if he's playing for the Patriots the rest of the season, he's a top five fantasy no. receiver the rest of the way. No way. Yes way. <laughs> okay. I mean, those are the leagues you play in. That's good. Somebody wants to value him that way. God bless him. I didn't say that's if there was no black cloud over his head. Obviously, the fact that he could be off the field at any time crushes his value so no he's not a top five fantasy receiver even if there was nothing he wouldn't be a top five yeah he would I, I, all right all right Good. <laughs> um Heath we don't have Heath, the best ever we don't have Heath to sit in the middle. a year ago we were saying that about antonio Brown. i know we weren't what do you mean what, what was, what's the argument now a year ago were we talking about antonio brown as the best ever oh he's and one we of the, talked about him as being ever. the most talented receiver in the football. he was certainly good of course yes. he was the number one Great. in drafts yeah I mean, he was the man. He was the man now, dog. Okay, so would you give up DJ Moore for Antonio Brown? No. You'd rather have Moore? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd rather have Brown. Would you give up LaShawn McCoy for Antonio Brown? I'd rather have Brown. That's a trade you should make. Okay. All right. 31-year-old so, running back right. for a guy that's maybe not playing anything. I'll take my chances with A.B. Would you give up Daniel Jones for Antonio? No, of course you'd keep Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right. Beat the waiver wire. Next week, the Jets and the Niners are on by. Uh, so one guy that's on by that I'm going to say maybe beat the waiver wire is Debo Samuel. He just he just might be good and worth hanging on to even through a bye week, and he's 45% owned. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been dropped in a lot of leagues. He's now 68% owned, and he gets Philadelphia next Thursday. I don't think you want to start MVS this week against Denver, but I still think there's, you know, he, I just don't think he should be 68% owned. They've just had a brutal schedule. First two games and now three games, very tough matchups. So if people are giving up on MVS, you know, I wouldn't be. And Golden Tate is 49% owned. Any other guys you want to stash? I'll get into like some of the just week four matchups, but just general overall long-term stashes. I would start with Ito Smith because Devontae Freeman, first two weeks of the season, he hasn't looked good. Smith's looked better. Uh, Freeman should go off against Indianapolis, especially if Darius Leonard doesn't play. But if he doesn't, or if Ito Smith does, then that's somebody who could really make an impact on your fantasy squad. So I'm stashing him in a bunch of leagues. He's out there in about 60% of CBS Sports leagues. Uh, just for week three, Devin Smith uh, against Miami, replacing Michael Gallup. Amazing matchup. Maybe he catches a couple of deep passes. Ty Johnson in Detroit. Looks like he's the number two guy behind Carrion Johnson. That's not a bad thing. He's available in 84% of CBS Sports Leagues. And then just deeper leagues, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. He's, I believe he's inside of 10% owned, so he's out there in a bunch of leagues. Next two weeks, looks like he's going to play a lot for the Eagles. It's not a bad thing. You know, you better say his name right. It's J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, Dave. He's Spanish. I, I, I think both of them are acceptable. <laughs> That's true. Both players are very good, Arcega and Arcega. By the way, the right. the, uh, the Dolphins, this kind of this is interesting. Only one wide receiver in two games. They face Baltimore barely through and the Patriots. Only one wide receiver has more than five targets. Only one wide receiver has more than fifty six yards against the Dolphins. They have allowed five receiving touchdowns though to, <laughs> to wide receivers. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, you just don't have to throw that much on them. Uh, so that that's a game we'll preview. Uh, Jamie, you want me to go through the kind of the matchups for next week, or do you have any guys you want to talk about? Uh, James Washington, just to see if there is a connection between Mason Rudolph and him. I think is still worth it. If you have an open roster spot, I'll continue to say the same thing: Chris Herndon, mm. because it sounds like Sam Darnold will be back in Week Five, and then Herndon will be back in Week Six. So if you can carry two tight ends, you know he could be interesting. Herndon's uh, still available 85% of leagues. Um, Will Disley, you know, if last week is a sign of things to come for a team that is still searching for additional target. You know, he had two touchdowns and could, you know, be one of those type of guys that not necessarily have to start week in, week out, but could be a streamer or a bi-week replacement. Cool. So those would be a couple I'd look at. All right. for Just for next week, if you need a quarterback, if you're relying on Jimmy Garoppolo and Luke Falk, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Against Oakland, Matthew Stafford against Kansas City. That could be fun. Case Keenum at the Giants, deep leagues. Kyle Allen at Houston, deeper. That's if Keenum's still starting. Uh, why wouldn't he be? Oh, Haskins. I mean, yeah. 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 At some point, Keenum at least is playing well, but yeah, you're right. Jordan Reed at the Giants could be nice if Jordan Reed's back. Oh, by the way, is Jordan Reed back this week? No. No. I don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. Chargers DSD. 
stash them. Even if you don't want to play them this week, they are at Miami next week. They're about 75% owned. That might be the first thing I get on the waiver wire, the Chargers DST. I'm actually playing them this week, and I will take my lumps with them this week just so I can use them in week four. Denver DST against Jacksonville, and Gardner Minshew is amazing, so I don't know. Um, Justin Jackson maybe at Miami. It's not easy to find running backs, but Jackson has a chance to you know get some garbage time work and, and just regular work and score against Miami. And then, look, I mean, you've got a roster spot and somebody that's useless, just pick up a handcuff. This could be the week that the starter gets hurt. You never know. And then you have beaten the waiver wire. All right. Yeah, Rex Burkhead, too. He's getting some you know carries, and they've been blowing out teams. Yep, could be uh, this week. Okay. Have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. I've always wanted to say Pizza Pizza. Man, Little Caesars was so good. We had that uh, at the telethon. They sponsored the telethon. Stuff is great. Get that Pizza Portal. All right, let's get to the games. Here we go. Detroit at Philadelphia. So, on Johnson. Let's start with on Johnson. The Eagles are playing without defensive tackles Malik Jackson and now his backup Timmy Jernigan. Fletcher Cox apparently has not been his usual self. He's recovering from offseason foot surgery. And yet, their run defense has still been pretty good. They also are not playing with uh, linebacker Kamu Grugier-Hill, who they like. He hopes to return next Thursday. But on Johnson, it's been a struggle. He had the touchdown catch last week. How comfortable are you starting him? More so in PPR than non-PPR. I think you know this is, uh, this is kind of a discovery game. You know, if you drafted him in the late second, early third round, it's hard to bench him unless you have, you know, just great options on your team. So I can understand if you want to get away from him. But, you know, hopefully the move to get rid of C.J. Anderson is to give him a couple more touches, not necessarily to give him, you know, 90% of the workload because they're going to use Ty Johnson and they're going to give him some opportunities and maybe still J.D. McKissick as well. Uh, but I think, you know, you you have an opportunity here to, you know, get him back to, I think, what we saw in week one when he had the 18 total touches. If he's in that range, I think he'll be successful against Philadelphia because, like you said, they're so beat up defensively. And, um, you know, they really haven't faced a a great running team yet. You know, Washington in week one when Darius Geis was beat up and then Atlanta last week with how Devontae Freeman's been looking. I think this could be, you know, I don't want to say it's the best rushing offense that they'll face because Detroit obviously hasn't shown that yet, but it could be. And it could be an opportunity for Carryon Johnson to get going. Remember, it took him a little while last year to get going, too. And I think this could be the start of it. Yeah, it's just sickening how they don't even use him on 60% of the snaps. He's been at 57% and 55% to begin the year. I'd like to think that that changes now with C.J. Anderson gone. But Ty Johnson played well last week. And they used J.D. McKissick as their two-minute drill back. That's kind of gross. Uh, I thought yeah. early on... I, I thought Carryon left some numbers on the field last week, to be honest with you. And... Where he should have had a much bigger game. His first two carries, uh, they should have been much longer runs. Taylor Decker has a chance to play this week. That'll help the offensive line a little bit more on that when we get to Hawkinson. You're going to start carry on Johnson. The workload should be there, and hopefully he does more through the air. I think Philadelphia, if I remember correctly, they're giving up about 10 yards per catch for two running backs. 9.5. They have struggled with pass catching back yep. so far this season. Yep. Yeah, on the ground, though, running backs are averaging just 2.93 yards per carry, but Chris Thompson had 7 for 68 receiving. Freeman had 3 for 42 receiving. Geis himself had 3 for 20. All right, so LaShawn McCoy, if Damian Williams is out, or carry on Johnson? I'll take carry on. Yeah, carry on. Nelson Aguilar or carry on Johnson? Carry on. I think it, I think it could be close in PPR, full PPR. I, I will check my rankings. I think I have carry on higher, but I'm going to double check. I wish you guys had Aguilar ranked similarly, but I think, Dave, you have him much lower than Jamie. Because Aguilar yeah. is going to be like I have carry my... on five spots ahead of him in full PPR. Yeah, I, I, like, I yeah. like Aguilar a lot. Yeah, Aguilar is going to be kind of my uh, this guy or this guy like flex comparison, I think. He's, he's mm-hmm. you know, great waiver wire pickup. Somebody I'm, I'm excited if, about starting the, this week. If the targets are there for him, I, I think I, t- I said this on, on the video show yesterday that He's had uh, six games in his career with double digits and targets. In five of them, he scored at least 12 or more PPR points. Double, 11 double digits, week. yeah. All right, that's a lot. So, 
because I, I have a stat on him as well, but fewer targets. Um, but same same concept. <laughs> uh, Stafford. When the targets are up, he plays well. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah, kind yeah of right. Uh, for a lot of <laughs> real head scratcher there, right? Um, <laughs> so Stafford, Dave made the case for him. Jamie, you have Stafford, what, like 15th or something? Uh, 16th. Yeah, I think he's a fine starter. You know, I just don't know where the ceiling is for him because he doesn't always reach his ceiling. And it took him, you know, his best game so far this season came five quarters against the worst defense, maybe aside from Miami in the NFL. So I, I think what we saw from him last week is kind of what the norm is going to be. You know, where he'll have a 300, two and two or a 250, 280, two and two. You know, that's a that's a good game. It's not a great game. You know, so he'll be in that 20 point range. You know, I think he's if, if he's the guy you picked up to play off waivers, you're, you're certainly fine with him. The guy I go back and forth with with him is Jacoby Brissett because I think they're going to kind of be in the same range. Brissett's been averaging 20 points per game in his two starts. I think that's kind of where Stafford will be. He makes mistakes. He has turnovers. They still, uh, like Dave said, this should be their identity. He's right, but they have an identity crisis for years. They don't know what they want to be, a run team or a pass team. And I think it could also depend on if Carrion Johnson gets off to a good start, the run game goes off to a good start, they kind of will lean that way. It's a good way to slow down the Eagles and their offense. So... Um, I, I don't love Matthew Stafford to the same level that Dave does. I understand why he does. Um, and for those of you that want to start him, God bless you. I, I'd start Josh Allen over him. I would start Jameis Winston over him. I would start Jacoby Brissett over him as of now. I'm with you on Allen. The other two I just can't get behind. Yeah, I think there's higher ceilings for those guys. Okay, Ty Johnson, by the way, just real quick. Do you think he's a beat the waiver wire PPR yes. guy? Okay, like maybe no. he no. Oh, no, no, no. no. Like As he far needs, as like having him as a injury. starter next he needs week? an injury. No, he's a stash guy. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah. Makes, so he's sense. not like there's a difference between the two. Okay. All right. What do you then? mean he's not like he's not going uh, like to be their he's not their pass catching guy. He's not going to be a PPR like seventy catch. Kind no, of guy. I I, I, I think be. he's he's uh, he's somebody that needs an injury to be successful for your fantasy team. Right. Okay. So he's not going to be a starter in week four unless something happens to carry on. All right then. Uh, so that's Ty Johnson. Kenny Galladay is a must start guy. Who's the second best wide receiver in this game? Is it Aguilar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any interest in Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola? It's uh, no on Amendola. No, no for and, both. Yeah. Like okay. Marvin Jones is behind all the guys we picked up off waivers this week. Carson Wentz. He is 10th for Jamie, 11th for Dave, and 7th for Heath. I'm sure you guys would like him better if he had his weapons. He's also yes. not running. Mm-hmm. He He's averaging four yards per four yards per game. This year, he averaged 8.5 last year. He averaged 23 rushing yards per game two seasons ago when he was at his best. So it's it's early. It's just two games, but I'd like to see that go up. But uh, Josh Allen or Carson Wentz? Allen. Uh, Allen. Okay, so bottom Stafford line, two. he's not a no bad point. starter, but he's not a great starter this week, Carson Wentz. Now, Miles Sanders, I'm sure, is the only Philadelphia running back you'd have interest in. Sanders or Carryon Johnson? That's not close. You can't you can't feel good about starting Sanders. He looks good, and he's playing a decent amount, but I don't think you can start him. Okay, so carry on. So Sanders or Frank Gore? Uh, Gore. Yeah, I'd start Wilkins over Sanders too if he's a starter. Okay, so here's my Nelson Aguilar stat. It's actually not that good. I <laughs> I thought it was better. In 2018, he had seven or more targets seven times. He had more than 60 receiving yards only three times. Um, and within those seven games, he had three games with double-digit targets. Could this really be right? He had 33, 88, and 22 yards in three games with double-digit targets. Um, Nick Foles started two of those three games, not Wentz. But honestly, like I just don't really care. If he's going to get a lot of work against the Lions, he's probably going to be good, right? Like let's not Let's not overcomplicate it. No, I it, I think it's one of those scenarios of it's who you're starting over. Like I would start him over Stephon Diggs, for example. Now that's probably risky just given what the name value is, but the production already through two weeks shows you that Aguilar in a featured role is better than Diggs in his role. Right now, that could change this week against Oakland. I, I have no problem if somebody's going to say Stephon Diggs is better. I, I, I can't tell you that he's not just based on I, I, the only thing I tell you that he's not is just based on what we've seen from this Minnesota offense. But if you still want to start Stephon Diggs over Aguilar, by all means do so. I, I it's just I think there's a, it's an opportunity here for him when he's playing with Matt Collins and Jay Jaw that if you're Carson Wentz, what you saw in that game against the Falcons with 16 targets going to Ertz and 11 targets going to Aguilar, 
that's what they do. It's it's like Andy Reid's offense. They just consolidate targets to the main guys in their team. Now they're probably not going to be in a situation where they're chasing points or in a in an up tempo type of game because I don't think Detroit's offense is going to operate like that. So I I don't know if he's going to get to the eleven targets from Magalore's perspective, but you know he should be the the second highest targeted player in this offense, which should lead to quality production as long as Darius Slay is not chasing him over the field, which I don't think is going to be the case. No, and maybe I'm just overvaluing Justin Coleman in the slot for Detroit, but I, I think last week injuries happened in the middle of the game. Maybe Carson Wentz, I don't know if it was panic, but just wanted to rely on those guys that he knew last week. And Jay Jaw and Hollins, just they, had, they don't have that type of experience. After a week's worth of practice, I would expect them to get more targets and to get more work in the offense, and I think that's you attack Detroit away from Darius Slay. That's obviously going to work in favor of Aguilar, but I think Aguilar is going to be covered tight too. So I like him. I guess I just don't like him as much as you guys do. I think he's still a very good PPR, probably close to a number two wide receiver in PPR, but not non-PPR and a great daily play. Yeah, right. We can all agree on that. His price in daily, Nelson Aguilar's price is crazy. Um, Zach Ertz, 16 targets, so he might also be, even though he's expensive, he might also be a great play in DFS. He might just have a, his huge breakout game of this season, hasn't scored yet. And Philadelphia's DST, 12th for Jamie, 10th for Heath, not ranked for Dave. Um, not sure that this is a game where you want to be targeting these DSTs. Uh, but what you do want to be targeting, if it's available on your waiver wire, is the SeatGeek app. I would, I would definitely recommend stashing, beat the waiver wire, get the SeatGeek app. And when you need tickets, you need to be using SeatGeek. Millions of tickets in one place. Search for sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. And I real, this is a real personal endorsement. I do use SeatGeek all the time. Sports, concerts, comedy, went to theater, you know, whatever it is. SeatGeek is just the place I go to get tickets. Over 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. How's that for customer satisfaction? It's a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web so you don't have to. Rates the deals on a scale of 1 to 10. You can find the best bargains right there. You can sort by price. You can include all of the fees. I love that. You're getting the actual price. It's not like, oh, you click that, you think that's the price, and bam, more fees. No. SeatGeek breaks down the details. The green dots mean good deals. The red dots are overpriced. So get on SeatGeek right now and use the promo code FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. That's our promo code. It's FFT. Download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and use that promo code FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. All right, you know the stat of the game. It's about the wide receivers with six or more targets dating back to last year. Now 24 out of 27. Wide receivers with six or more targets have had 70 yards or a touchdown against the 49ers. That is just unbelievable. So this is the week for Dante Moncrief. <laughs> I, I do wonder if it's James Washington. I mean, I it might be Vance McDonald. But I didn't do a tight end stat. That's just wide receivers. I know, but this is still a guy who can get six or more targets against San Francisco. Uh, yeah, that, but you know, it, set, it sets up nicely for Juju. So if you're nervous about him, if he can't do it against San Francisco, that might be a problem. And then Connor, we talked about briefly yesterday. Look, he, he's been bad, but I looked at, he's got 21 carries in two games. But in the first half, he has 15 carries in two games. So they just got to stay in the game. And um, do you well, he also think, left. Yeah, right. He left last week with the knee injury. Well, he would have had right. more probably. Yeah. He left with the knee injury, but he, they got blown out in week one. So he's the one, stay healthy, and two, stay in the game. Do you think this is a competitive game? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, Dave, as I recall, you were lower on Connor, right? Yeah, uh, I have him as a number two running back this week. I think he's got a good chance. I think he could actually see an uptick in catches. We saw that from Rudolph last week where he leaned on both the running backs. I am a little concerned about Jalen Samuels taking some touches away from Connor. I'm glad he practiced yesterday. It looks like he's going to be on track to play. Let's see if the Steelers commit to him the way we thought that they would uh, back in August. It just makes now sense that he's banged them. up, right? Because he's banged up, right? No, it makes sense for them to commit to him because of the quarterback change. See, I would go the other way and say that it makes sense to not commit to him and yeah. give Jalen Samuels some work because James Conner was banged up. That's one of the reasons why I don't have him as high as I normally rank him. 
Yeah, and, t- and San Francisco's run defense hasn't been so bad, especially with Quan Alexander. Before he got ejected in week one, the Tampa Bay running backs were averaging four yards per carry. And then in week two, the Cincinnati running backs were awful. Um, he's a little pricey for me in DFS, but I understand you drafted James Conner in the first round. You're not sitting him. So, uh, yeah, Juju, yes. James Washington, he's 53% owned. Is he a stash or is he a start? He's not a start, but he's a stash. I mean, it's it's total connecting the dots. You know, you have a backup quarterback coming in who's worked with a guy not just on the scout team, not just in the preseason, but also they have a college report together, and the guy in front of him has been absolutely dismal. Sure. Uh, Vance McDonald. Yeah, no, Moncrief's time is, is over. Vance McDonald, uh, top 12. Eighth for Dave. So, McDonald or Witten? McDonald. It should be McDonald. By the way, thank you for those garbage time points last night. Uh, uh, Delaney Walker, much appreciated. Yeah, good in PPR, not so good in non-PPR. He had, he, didn't he have 70 yards or something? Wasn't bad. Uh, seven for 64. 64, uh, not so good. TJ Hawkinson or Vance McDonald? Vance uh, McDonald. I am sorry, I forgot Hawkinson about did Hawkinson. A lot of blocking. Hawkinson did a lot of blocking last week. And I think that that obviously takes away targets. And I think Stafford's just looking downfield a little bit more. And, um, you know, not playing against Arizona, it's going to impact how you do. And I think Hawkinson's going to be needed to help protect Stafford. So I feel like Hawkinson is still good enough to start, but I'd rather go with McDonald. Okay, I did forget about Hawkinson when we did Detroit-Philadelphia. My apologies. Yeah. He is, he's right around 10th or 11th for all three guys. So uh, you can start him, but he's not like a top five guy or anything like that. And that's it for Pittsburgh. We go over to San Francisco. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett? Who's a better streamer this week? Garoppolo. Uh, I think I have Garoppolo higher. Are there any, will... are there any typical starters at quarterback that you'd start Garoppolo over? Baker. Baker. Ah, hey, there we go. <laughs> okay, Garoppolo is about 14th Dalton. in the rankings. In case you were thinking about Andy Dalton, I would sit him for Garoppolo, too. Let's talk about those running backs. Breida, Mostert, Wilson. What do we expect this week against the Steelers? Uh, Breida and Mostert to split most of the work and, you know, your dart throw at, uh, at Jeff Wilson. To so split, split most of Mostert the work. Yeah, right. Most of the work, yes. I, I crunched numbers on how the 49ers <laughs> were using their running backs for the first two weeks of the season. Raheem Mostert has more red zone snaps, targets, and catches than anybody else on the 49ers. And he had more carries than Brita last week. Brita has one red zone snap through two games. Tevin Coleman in a half of football had more than he did. So I think they like Brita between the 20s, and I think when they get close to the red zone, they don't want him to get banged up, or at least for the the first two weeks of the season, that's what they wanted to do. I think Mostert might be the better bet in fantasy, and he catches more passes. So he's my favorite running back in San Francisco, but he's not—he's he, barely on the RB two radar. Guys, he's, I, he's a good flex. I keep bringing this up, and I'm the only one who feels this way. I think I just think the score dictated the snaps last week. I'm with you. I—I I, I think okay. Breida's still the better of the two. I—I I, I could see a scenario where where Mostert is better because this is what this offense is going to be it's what this offense is always going to be when they have the opportunity to use two guys they're going to use two guys so the second guy can be better than the first guy and if you want to believe that Mostert is the first guy Brita could still be better than him if you want to believe that Brita is the first guy Mostert could be better than him. it's just a matter of did they put Mostert into Tevin Coleman's role and say we're not changing what we're going to do with Matt Brita no matter who is in there unless they're all gone like what we saw last year so this was always going to be what Brita does is the second guy maybe between the 20s and and Coleman was always going to be the red zone guy. Coleman was always going to be the pass catching guy, and they're not changing that. So for this week, Mostert could be better. I would still trust Matt Breida more because I think he's still the more talented of the two. And would you start either of them over Miles Sanders? Both, both. Okay. Would you both st- over both over uh, the Chiefs guys if both play? Both over um, the Colts guys if Marlon Mack is not there. Both over Latavius Murray. 
Yeah, easy. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay. But but then they're, Jeff they're Wilson, both... Jeff Wilson. by the way, sorry, there was a report that Jeff Wilson could get the red zone work. And not just a report, but like, I think kind of a quote Yeah, we heard from it from Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. That's a pretty right. good source. So so yeah. then, what the He's hell? He's second on the team in red zone <laughs> touches. Or red zone I, I, again, I, I think it's it, you're hoping for him to find the end zone. That's never a good situation to sort of gamble on your fantasy roster unless you're in a touchdown only league. But I, I, I think it could be messy. You know, I think you want to view these guys most likely as all of them as flex options, none of them as must-start guys, but very good flex options in terms of the top two in terms of Breida and Mostert. All right, let's wrap here. Are you confident enough to start a San Francisco wide receiver? And if so, who would it be? No, and it would be Debo. Okay. Get Debo on your bench. But also, same thing with Marquise Goodwin. There's gonna be, he's going to be one of those guys like how you viewed Deshaun Jackson before Deshaun Jackson had nine catches in week one. He's going to be that type of player where not, not as good, but you know the, the big play... Every other week he'll score. Sometimes he'll score twice. Mm-hmm. Most weeks he'll have two catches for 30 yards. San Francisco Best DST is top 10. You can start the Niners DST. George Kittle start him. All right, guys. We have four minutes left in our video show. And we're doing this game. We are doing New Orleans-Seattle. You have just four minutes to do it. Stat of the game. The Seahawks allow the third most fantasy points to tight ends through two games. Facing Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Jared Cook had seven targets, second most on the team. And in week two, he had five targets after Drew Brees' injury. He still got targets compared to everyone else other than Michael Thomas. Jared Cook or some of the guys we've talked about so far, like Vance McDonald, TJ Hawkinson, who would you go with? I'll take the other guys ahead of Cook. Okay. Just not ready to trust him. I'm, I've got a lot of questions about how the Saints are going to use their quarterbacks and what their offense will look like. On the road, second week in a row, and they practice all week in Seattle. Uh, I'm kind of nervous about the Saints this week. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, we You can't start one of their quarterbacks. We don't know what the splits are going to be. Alvin Kamara, you're going to start. Latavius Murray, you're going to sit, right? Correct. Okay. Seattle is allowing 3.75 yards per carry to opposing running backs, and that's only because Benny Snell had one carry for 21 yards. Otherwise, they've they've dominated Connor and Mixon and Geo, basically. I know Connor scored. Um, okay, Michael Thomas... Starting him, right? You have to. Okay. Yep. Jared Cook, we're avoiding. So then Seahawks are more interesting. Russell Wilson, start or sit? Uh, start him. You know, I, I think you've seen enough of this Saints defense that they're just not very good. They're not as good as we thought they would be. Uh, he's top 10 for me. Okay, so how does he compare to Wentz and Allen, who I know are right around top 10 as well? Uh, better than Wentz behind Allen. I got him ahead of Goff, Jameis, and then all the guys that you might consider streamers, save for Stafford. I like Stafford one notch better. Chris Carson, top 10 this week? I believe he yes. is, right? All right. I'm believing in Carson until I see them really go full on to Rashad Penny. Two fumbles in and two just, games. I know. I know. Just I got to see it first. Just to give you something interesting um, for Sunday. So we have every week, uh, his name is Tom Spencer. He is, um, I don't know his exact oh, uh, editorial consultant. Yeah, he he's basically in the booth with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And he comes on uh, Fantasy Football Today every Sunday and gives us all the inside information about the game that the main CBS crew is doing. And it's absolutely awesome. It's my favorite segment on Sunday. It might be my favorite segment that we do all week because he's so good. And he will give us... Uh, the insight on what the Saints are going to do at their quarterback position because he will have you know been in the coaches' meetings. Jamie, I, can I can I cut you off just so we can get this game in for the video? No, people watch it. Watch the, it yeah. Sunday at uh, twelve o'clock Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. Right, I do apologize, but Tyler Lockett, DK 10 Metcalf, 10, ten a.m. Eastern. Excuse me, ten a.m. Eastern. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Will Disley is where we have a hard out here uh, for this game. Um, how do you feel about the pass catchers for the Seahawks? Lockett is a must-start. Metcalf is a very good number three receiver or potential flex. And Disley's a good streaming tight end. Same. Okay. Disley or uh, Hawkinson? Hawkinson. I'll take Hawk. DK Metcalf? Disley is better than, better than Jimmy Graham. He's better than Kyle Rudolph. He's better than Vernon Davis. He's better than Jared better Cook? Better than Jared Cook, too. There you go. Yes. Uh, DK Metcalf or Nelson Aguilar? Aguilar. I think I actually have Metcalf ranked higher. I'll see if I stick with that. DK Metcalf or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery and non-PPR. Probably Montgomery and both. Last one, Metcalf or Josh Jacobs? Uh, Metcalf and PPR. Yep. 
And we like the Seahawks DST. They are seventh for Dave and Jamie. They are fifth for Heath. They were great against Cincinnati. They were eh against Pittsburgh, but backup quarterback situation here for the Saints. And we did it. We previewed a game well, in a, four they had, minutes. They had a backup quarterback last week, too. That's true. They weren't really that good. Um, do we do the rest of the games in four minutes? I think we can. I think we just proved to ourselves that we can do a game in four minutes. That's terrific. All right. We'll be back with the audio portion. Thanks to our video crew. Well, you know, go watch the video, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. For the video viewers, we'll talk to you on Sunday night. For the audio listeners, we'll talk to you in like three seconds. Okay, time now for my favorite part of the show, where apparently Dave and Jamie have moved to the smelliest room in the world. And it's so to- <laughs> bad. It, it's, I hate it. Have you ever been in a smelly taxi cab? <laughs> yes, many times. Okay, imagine that without wheels. I'd rather be in a smelly taxi cab. Right you now. would? Cause, yeah, because why? I can get out. You can get out of this room. There's doors right over there. No, I'm, it's not I'm contractually obligated to be on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, why don't we just move the equipment to somewhere else in the office? We have this whole huge office. There's somebody's office that's probably open. We should go to uh, Michael Kaiser's office and do the podcast there. Yeah. Can we stop doing that's... what we're doing and move? No. I'll just finish. Please. Denver at Green Bay. Do we know if Denver's going to have cornerback Bryce Callahan, and what would that mean in this game? He's questionable. Uh, you're still starting Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Limited uh, practice the last two days. He would be their slot corner. It really doesn't change a ton. Okay, so it probably means you don't want to start Geronimo Allison. Who would you start over Aaron Rodgers? Dak, Lamar, yeah. Mahomes, Like He's top Watson, six for me. Brady. I know that he hasn't given you the numbers that you want, but... It's coming. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Okay. It's just you know, not a great matchup. If it were a better matchup, he'd be higher, I'm sure. And the top five, Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott, Watson, Brady. That's you know pretty good top five this week. Um, do you like any of the running backs in this game? Aaron Jones, a lot. Yeah? That's a good one. Why? Because they, they they've been a good run defense. They've just given up touchdowns to Josh Jacobs. And uh, who did they... Play last week. So. Dalvin Cook. Dal- no, no, Denver. Oh, I thought you were talking. Uh, about they that. played Montgomery, David Montgomery, but but yeah. uh, I mean, the Bears barely ran in that game. Well, no, Montgomery had eighteen carries and Jacobs had twenty three. Oh. Unless I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, their first two games. Yeah, I am. Um, I think you're going to get a a quality game out of Aaron Jones. I think he's a very good start. Uh, it seems as if they uh, fixed their run issues in week two against a better run defense with Minnesota. So, you know, I, I think this is, uh, you know, if you look at the Broncos first two games, this is the best offense that they faced. Oh yeah, for sure. They played Oakland so, and Chicago. You know, it's how are they going to defend everything? And I think you're going to get Aaron Jones may not have a hundred and a touchdown, but I could see 80 and a touchdown. And I liked the involvement in the passing game last week. And I know that we shouldn't ignore what Matt LaFleur is saying about trying to even up the snaps between Jones and Jamal Williams. They're basically even to begin with. They're even in snaps. They're not even in touches. And I just think that Aaron Jones has proven through the first two weeks, well, at least last week, that he's the better running back of the two. And I would expect him to continue to get better opportunities than Jamal Williams. Would you start him over Carrion Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Okay, would you start Aaron Jones or Emmanuel Sanders in this game? Jones, I don't like Sanders this week. You could talk me into Sanders in full PPR because I do like Sanders. I don't know how I feel about Sanders. I had him in a FanDuel lineup, then I was like, ah, I don't know if I like that. So I took him out of my FanDuel lineup. Um, yeah, Dave, he's why, better why do you like seasonal than he is in daily. It depends well, on what cheap. price you get him at. He's kind of cheap on but FanDuel. You probably find, like, you'd go for the cheaper price point of Aguilar over Emmanuel yes. Sanders East. That's exactly what I did, actually, because I didn't even see Aguilar. And then I searched for him. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So that's what I did. I took Sanders out. But like Sanders is $200 cheaper than Larry Fitzgerald. How, and how would you compare no, that? You're going to go with Larry. Right, right. That's kind of what I feel. I just didn't have the money. <laughs> um, Dave, you like, Fitz, you like Sanders, though, and Jamie does not. I definitely like Emmanuel Sanders. He's not just going to line up against uh, Jair Alexander all game long. He can play in the slot and move around. And Joe Flacco is the one who's throwing the football, and Flacco has been giving him 25% of the target share. And he's right. fast, and he can make plays after the catch, and he's getting looks in the end zone. There's a lot to like about Emmanuel Sanders. So while I won't gravitate toward him in DFS, he's still going to be in my fantasy lineups in my regular leagues. Yeah, I try to get away from Buchanan. I think you'll see the Packers secondary and their defense as a whole. They're going to make things tough on Flacco. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time to throw. 
Uh, I do think that Alexander will line up on Sanders enough that it'll make it uncomfortable for him. And so after Allen Robinson had a good game against the Packers secondary, they did a much better job against the Vikings guys last week. They gave the touchdown to Stephon Diggs, but did a good job in containing Adam Thielen. I think if you look at Thielen's stat line, that's about where Sanders will be. So um, don't love Sanders as a must-start guy this week. I think he's at best number three receiver. Thielen had five for 75 on eight targets. If Jimmy Graham plays, would you start him? No. Okay. And Green Bay DST is in play here. Two good games so far. Denver, not... They haven't been a great matchup for DSTs, but this looks like a good spot for the Packers. Uh, last question. We talked about Adams. He's, a, he's You're starting him. We talked about Sanders. Are there any other wide receivers that you could see having good games here? Nope. No, Valdez Scantling is a dart throw. Okay, now the last question. I do think we owe the Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman owners 30 seconds of our time. What do you tell them? Freeman's played better. Got to hand it to him. He's, he's a got talent. He's got maybe he's got more catches and targets on or fewer catches and targets on the same amount of yards. He's been more efficient. That's the best way to put it. And they're basically playing 50. Are you starting them? No, I would start Freeman over Lindsay. Both of them are flexes. Frank Gore or Gore. Yep. Okay. Uh, Oakland at Minnesota and your stat of the game. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen have 20 targets on Kirk Cousins' 42 passes. Is that right? I think that's right. How many catches do they have on Kirk Cousins' Not that 21 many. completions? Well, I don't know about Thielen, but Diggs only had one last week. So, But, but that's the point. Like, Cousins doesn't throw much, but he throws to them. And uh, stat of the game number two I already gave is about Tyrell Williams, Minnesota allowing 100 yards or a touchdown to four wide receivers in three games. But only yeah. one wide receiver has more than 64 yards. Okay, so Thielen has eight catches, and he's given you at least 12 PPR points per game. Diggs has three catches this season on nine targets. He also had a second touchdown called back on a bad call. That's true. So, I, I mean, Oakland's not good. And I know, Jamie, who did you say? You'd start Aguilar over Diggs. Mm-hmm. But in general, are most Stefan Diggs owners comfortable starting Stefan Diggs? Like, what do you think? I mean, I, I would say that you're starting him by default. I, I'm more excited. Like, okay, Dave, you have him 26th. Jamie, 29th. Heath has Diggs. Oh, 38th. Look, there have been four wide receivers who had six to eight targets against... Um, the Raiders and all four of them had 12 or more fantasy points in PPR, I believe. Um, now Watkins is an exception. He had a lot of targets and for some reason he had a bad game, but all right. All right. Listen, you, listen to Dave and Jamie. He's a number two wide receiver. Everybody's going to start the I assume. Um, the better easily in PPR. I mean, the, Darren, Darren Waller, is he the only Raider you're excited about? Are you even excited about him? I'll I mean, you're be, starting him. I'll be okay with him if Tyrell Williams plays, because if he doesn't play, it's going to make it just that much easier for Minnesota to wipe him away. But I would expect a lot of check down passes, short area passes to the sideline like we've been seeing from him. And I think if, if the Raiders are chasing points, he could get as many as nine catches in the game. He feels like such a safe play in PPR. It's just He's going to yep. get so many targets. Yep, I agree. And then Josh Jacobs, we talked about at the top of the show, number two running back. I think, you know, what concerns me is, like, he had 23 carries against Denver. He had just 12 against Kansas City. If he gets 12 carries against the Vikings, it's going to be a terrible game for him unless they get him involved in the passing game, which they haven't so far. Does that concern you? I mean, what do you think? Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about another beat-the-waiver guy, Jalen Richard. We saw it last year. If Jacobs misses any time, he'll play more. We also mentioned DeAndre Washington as a possibility to play more as well. The, right, that's that's who would split the job. Yeah, but you'd want the passing downs guy in this offense more so if it's not Jacobs. Oh, we've had this argument. We had it two years ago. I'm not going to disagree. All right. I think I think Richard's earned it. Start Dalvin Cook. Just a suggestion. It's going to be good. Uh, Minnesota's DST is top six. Kyle Rudolph is outside the top 20. Miami at Dallas. All right. Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Start or sit. Hit five catches last week. That Start was cool. all, sit all. There's your, there's your move on. I well, Randall Cobb and Devin Smith. What do you think about them? Devin Smith is is a good GPP play 
and daily. And if you're somehow really struggling at wide receiver, you can go with Devin Smith. Yeah, I'm starting him, Adam, in the Dynasty League that we share. Over who? Oh, good for you, Adam. Thank you, thank you. Or who are you starting him over? Well, I've been decimated. We've been decimated by injuries. So we don't have Tyreek Hill. We don't have Michael Gallup. We played last week. We don't have, there's another, key, uh, Tevin Coleman, because we play two flexes. So mm-hmm. our two flexes this week are Greg Olson and Devin Smith. Would wow. you like to trade for Carlos Hyde? No. Wait, would you rather start Greg Olson or Devin Smith? Olson. Olson. Uh, in all seriousness, like, is Kenyon Drake even a top 30 uh, running back this week? No, you can't feel good about starting. He's him. not even a top 50 the running only, back this week. The only reason why he should still be on a fantasy roster is on the hope that he gets traded and finds right. himself in a better situation. Okay. Uh, you like Randall Cobb better than Smith, right? Yeah. Would you start Randall Cobb or Tyrell Williams? I'll take Smith in non-PPR. All right. Would you start Randall Cobb, Devin Smith, or Tyrell Williams? Tyrell. Still Tyrell. Okay. Last one, Randall Cobb or Cole Beasley? Beasley. Uh, Beasley. Dave and Jamie will tell you that Witten's okay. Heath does not like Witten. He's got him 20th. Jamie has Witten 13th in non-PPR, 12th in PPR, and he's 8th and 9th for Dave in non-PPR and PPR. He's scoring again. good. Yeah, he'll probably score. Um, Dallas DST, number one for Dave and Jamie, number two for Heath. Carolina at Arizona. All right, sit Kyle Allen, I'll say. Start Christian McCaffrey. What do you do about the Carolina wide receivers? I think they're they're much easier to start in PPR because I think volume helps them tremendously. That's especially the case for DJ Moore. And uh, non-PPR, I think Moore is still better than Samuel. And they're probably closer to flexes in that format. Okay. They're they're better than like Randall Cobb and Devin Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Would you start Curtis Samuel or Tyrell Williams? Samuel. I'd, I'd go Tyrell. Curtis Samuel. Or how about this DJ Moore or Nelson Aguilar? Moore. Moore. Okay. He's a top 10 receiver. What are you talking about? <laughs> For Heath, he is. Christian McCaffrey, by the way, I just want to just want to mention, Arizona's done a really good job. 3.38 yards per carry to running backs, which is surprising. on Johnson, C.J. Anderson, Mark Ingram, they all had 11 to 16 carries but failed to reach 50 rushing yards. So by no means am I saying anything negative about McCaffrey. I just want to see what happens here. And if Arizona, maybe a new scheme, I don't know. It's, it just has a better run defense this season. Um, Greg Olson, you know, it was it was looking like such a great situation, and I want to know how you feel about it now without Cam Newton. We're assuming no Cam Newton. Arizona went from allowing the fewest fantasy points to tight ends last year to currently the most by far. So are you still excited about Greg Olson? Yes. I think I, I I don't think this is that big of a downgrade at quarterback for Carolina. And I think Kyle Allen knows that he can lean on Greg Olson. He didn't have Olson when he played in week seventeen. He had Ian Thomas, and Thomas scored. So he knows he he's a competent quarterback. He's just not great, obviously. He's gonna be able to get the job done. He's better than you think, and he's a tremendous value in DFS as well, Kyle Allen. Yeah, play him over Daniel Jones, play him over Mason Rudolph, play him over the Saints guys if you're looking at the all the backups. All right, so I think Kyler Murray, he has thrown for 300 yards two straight games. He's gonna done it against Baltimore yes, and, and Detroit. They run a lot of plays. They, they stall out in the red zone. So how do you feel about Kyler Murray? If they didn't stall out as much in the red zone, and if I thought that... Um, He's not a great start. We're going right. to find out if this Panthers defense is legit. You know, they did a good job against Jared Goff in week one, but is that Goff or is that the Panthers defense? They did a good job against the, the Bucks, but again, is that Tampa or is that the Panthers defense? Both those games at home, this one's on the road. So I think Kyler is in that Stafford, Baker, Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett range of if you need to start them, start them. If you are concerned, find another alternative, Jimmy Garoppolo or Josh Allen being the way. If I thought that Carolina's secondary was overrated, I would be all in on Kyler Murray this week. Like top 10 all in. He's making unreal throws. But I can't trust him because of the red zone problems and because I do buy into the Panthers secondary. At least on the outside. Yeah. They've certainly been tested so far. They've faced three Rams receivers, two Bucks receivers, and only Chris Goblin has had like a huge game. Right. So inside receivers typically do very well against them. Okay. So so that and, Fitzgerald? And you know where Fitzgerald and, and Kirk line up. So I like Fitzgerald and Kirk. I think they can get a lot of catches and yards. I just don't know how many touchdowns they're going to be able to score. 
How would you rank the four main wide receivers in this game? In uh, Fitzgerald, Moore, Kirk, Samuel. Uh, it's going to be Fitzgerald, Kirk, Moore, Samuel for me. So we like Christian Kirk this week? I do. Yeah, good number three receiver. Better in PPR than none. Also a good value in daily. Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford? I have Stafford higher. Uh, I like Stafford better. Kyler Once Murray or Jameis Winston? I have Winston ahead of Kyler. But I, I'm kind of confident that Winston can start to put some touchdowns together. Yeah, I, I like, like how he played in the second half last week. And it's the Giants. Yeah, so why don't we go to that game? Giants at Tampa sure. Bay, our last game. And uh, Daniel Jones, no, but Saquon Barkley, yes. What about Sterling Shepard? 75% owned. Good number three receiver this week. Yep. What do you think I'm going to ask you right now? Shepard uh, over Shepard. No, I was going to go. I was going to go Kirk. <laughs> uh, Kirk over Shepard. Yep. All right, Shepard or Devontae Freeman? Shepard and PPR. Nah, Freeman. I'm going to give Freeman one last shot. I'm so interested to see what Daniel Jones can do. Me too. I think he can be good. Yeah. I think the Giants can win. <laughs> well, There's two six-point underdogs that I think can win this week. I would pick them to win. Giants, it's the Giants, and, the and it's the Steelers. Dolphins. Oh, the Steelers. Uh, the Dolphins, too many. <laughs> 21 and a half or something. Uh, Evan Ingram, you're starting. Not enough, I guess I should say. So how about Jameis Winston? Is he a top 10 guy this week? No, but top 11. Ooh, okay. Top, 11, top 12. Jameis Winston. All right, cool. Jameis Winston or Josh Allen? Allen. All right, but we like Jameis and then I got ho- Winston 13th. I just like I said, it's a good matchup, and I think he's trending in the right direction. Would you start yeah, start him over Goff? Start him over Baker? Oh, jeez, man. Would you start Goff a spot higher? Peyton Barber over a San Francisco running back? No. Well, Wilson. Well, over, over your Wilson. over your favorite San Francisco running back. No, I would take Mostert ahead of him. Okay, and Jamie would take Brita ahead of him, and I think Mostert, right? Yeah, both. You should. All right. Um. Mike Evans to me is a FanDuel a FanDuel play. I get right game. This has to be it. Uh, so Godwin, everybody's going to start Godwin. He's had a great history against the Giants. And if it's not it, I don't know when it's going to come because he's at the Rams, then he's at the Saints, and then Carolina in the UK, and then no, a he'll, bye. he'll beat up the Saints. He usually does. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I the the I mean I can't express you how bad the Giants defense is. I think that's the second worst defense in football. Um, but it's definitely bottom five. They have no pass it, rush. So. It will be the second worst defense in football once Patrick Peterson is back for the Cardinals. I don't. I think the Giants' defense is worse than the Cardinals, but the Cardinals run a lot more plays, I'm guessing, so maybe they'll give up more fantasy production. But gosh, it's so bad. Um, O.J. Howard, what do you think? Can't trust it. Don't cut him. Find an alternative if you can. Jason wins a good replacement option. But... This could be the squeaky wheel game based on what Bruce Arians has been saying. And the match was favorable. I had such a funny What's bit. What's he been saying? Uh, he's been saying that they're going to get him more targets. Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right. So, so would you start a waiver wire tight end over Howard? Uh, I'd start Witten over. And obviously Olsen, right? Yes. Start Witten over Howard. Okay. I had such a funny bit planned for the Titans game. Every time I talked about the game, I was going to be like, Holding. Number 46. I was going to be like, but then Derrick Henry got... Personal foul, number two of the, re- of the receiving team. It was so funny what I was going to do. It was like, and then there was that pass play. Was like, oh, wait. There are four fouls on the play. But I forgot to do it. So there you go. Maybe I'll do it on the mailbag. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the game, Friday. though. Oh, oh, I forgot a game? All right, let's yeah. do it. Go ahead, Jamie. Let's do it real quick. The game is uh, Gardner. Go by. <laughs> For JB, for JB's headset, and for Dave, I'm Adam saying. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons, and now what? A baby antichrist? 
Okey-dokey. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.